When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Or who do you see? Do you recognize that person? And are you happy with that person? And let's just say that you're not happy with that person. What do you do about it? Let's tell that story. y'all what's happening robert kennedy the third here rk3 that's me and welcome to another episode of the what's my story podcast the show where we dive into pivotal moments in people's lives that help them to transform and navigate their way to success why do we do that well because we want you to see that your story is powerful your story is possible anything that's happened to you happening to you in your space it's possible for you to navigate through that thing and do something amazing that is going to lead to your success as well. We do this every Monday at 1.30 p.m. So make sure that you tell somebody about it, that you subscribe to the channel, rk3tv.com. You can subscribe to that YouTube channel and you can know everything that we're doing, especially gold nuggets and shows just like this. Do me a favor. If you've got a guest, if you've got some thought, some idea, some way that you want to respond, text me, boom right there 410-936-4049 410-936-4049 and one more thing i hope that you're watching this show but i hope that you're not driving right i hope you're not driving <laughs> if you just happen to be driving don't worry we've got the audio version of this show that we release every thursday at 7 a.m so go to what's my story podcast.live and you'll get the audio version of this or you can just hop on itunes is it still itunes no it's not itunes it is apple podcasts right stitcher google play iHeartRadio, pandora spotify everywhere you get your favorite podcast look for the what's my story podcast there Woo! we have a show for you today i have an amazing guest i've been looking forward to speaking with this gentleman for a while i wanted to get him on the show because i know that he's got a powerful story for you dr will moreland is a military vet turned speaker success coach philanthropist he's coached and he's spoken for some of the largest companies in the world, including Edward Jones, Boeing, Intel, and check this out. He's written 22 books. Man, where do you find time to write 22 books? Well, listen, we're going to find out right now. Dr. Will, welcome to the show. What's your story, my friend? How you doing? My man, Robert, I'm so excited to be here with you. I've been looking forward to this opportunity as well, man. So let's make some magic happen today, man. Yeah, listen, I love the little boutonniere. That's you. You got the you got the orange. That's my color right there. How about that? Yes, I had to show up correctly for you, sir. <laughs> Good. So tell us, start us off, man, with what amazing thing is happening in your world right this moment? What's what's happening with you right now? Yeah, so I'm at a real good space, and this is a space that I wish everybody could get to, where you wake yeah. up every morning, 
and you absolutely love what you do. You absolutely love who you're working with. And right now I have the opportunity, I have a speakers academy where I get to work with some of the most amazing speakers on the planet. When you talk about people's story, I tell my students that your message is someone's medicine. Your message is someone's medicine. And so my job is to help them build their brand and build their business and ultimately build their bank account. Because I do believe that you should be compensated for the magic you bring or the genius that you release into the world. So that's what I get to do mostly every single day. I'm on the phone with one of the students, man, helping them expand their brand. I love it. I love it. So I love the energy that you bring and I love what you're teaching people how to do. But you didn't just wake up one morning or maybe you did or you, you weren't born with this. You you weren't three years old and said, hey, I'm going to be Dr. Will Moreland and here's how I'm going to transform the world. Tell us a little bit about some of your early experiences, man. Where, where, where did you come from? Who is the early Dr. Will? Yeah, so that that takes us all the way back to this little city. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but this little city called Compton, California. Oh, my. Yeah, we've heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) If if you're familiar with Compton, I grew up in Compton at a time where they said Compton was literally the worst city in America. So, Robert, Mm. if we think about that for a moment, you think about 50 states and you think about multiple cities in each state. So you can kind of get a picture of how many cities are in America and for them to pinpoint my city as the worst, then you know that there was something going on there. And definitely it was filled with gang violence. It was filled with drugs and all that type of stuff. Even more challenging, I was uh, raised by a single mother. I didn't really have my father in my life. And so I did. I found myself on the right side, the wrong side of the track, being influenced by the wrong people and making wrong decisions in my life. But then at the age of 19, I call what I call my first disruptor came into my life. And this disruptor was a California state judge. And as I stood in front of this judge, he told me, he said, listen here, Mr. Moreland, you're headed nowhere fast. You're headed down the wrong side of the street. What I want you to do is leave my court. And in two weeks, I want you to return. And I want you to tell me why shouldn't I put you in one of our nice facilities, a.k.a. Wow. Gym? And so he let wow. me leave to some time to think about what my next steps were going to be. And to be honest with you, I had no clue. I walked around aimlessly for about a week and a half until I met my second disruptor, a gentleman by the name of Corey Oliver, and he was an Army recruiter. And Corey mm-hmm. walked up to me. I was walking around the mall. And he asked me this question. He says, have you ever thought about joining the military? And when I looked at him, I knew in that moment, I just had some intuitive, something on the inside of me to know, even though I've never thought about joining the military, that this was the right thing for me to do. This this was the right choice for me to make. And then on top of that, you know what? I bet you that judge would think that is a great idea. So I looked at Corey and I said, you know what? Let's do it. And he looked at me, Robert, with such a puzzling look because guys from my neighborhood, they didn't join the military. As a matter of fact, Court ended up telling me, he says, man, you're the first person I got to say yes in over a year. He says, I come to this ball every single week and you're the first person 
to say yes. And uh, he uh, got me to come down to the recruiting station. I signed up for the military and I was on my path. And then I met my third disruptor, a uh, gentleman by the name of Command Sergeant Major Babs. Uh, something funny happened, Robert. I joined the military, go through training. I get stationed in Germany. So Compton to Germany is about 5,000 miles away. But here's the interesting thing. I was in a new place but I had an old mindset. I was in a new place, but I had an old mindset. So even though I had major opportunity in front of me, I wasn't able to take advantage of it because I was thinking the old way. But right. Command Sergeant Babs came to me after I got in trouble again. He says, listen, man, you're getting ready to throw your life away and throw your career away. I'm going to let you come work directly with me. And he became mm -hmm. a mentor for me. And he asked me one of the most powerful questions that I've ever been asked in my life up until that moment. He says, Will, where do you see yourself five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? Up until this time, no one had ever asked me that question. Everyone told me that I was either going to be dead or I was going to end up in jail. Right. And so I had never thought about my future. I never thought about what does Will look like at 25 and 26. When he asked me that question, he says, I want you to go home this weekend and I want you to come back on Monday and tell me, where do you see yourself? He was getting me to paint a vision for myself, Robert. He was getting That's right. um, to create a future hope for myself. You know, there's a proverb that says, where there is no vision, people perish, people cast off restraint. And I learned that to be true. I didn't have a vision. I didn't have a plan for my life. So anything made sense to me. If someone said, hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? I would be like, nothing. Well, come on, let's hang out together. And that's the fastest way to get in trouble, right? Nowhere to go and nothing to do. You're going to end up yeah. in trouble. But I came back that Monday and I said, Sergeant Major, I just want to be the best soldier I can be. And I want to get my education. I want to get my degree. He says, Moreland, if you're for real and if you're serious, I can help you with those two things. And uh, to summarize it, that began my journey of self-discovery and personal development and reading books and really beginning to set a course for me to transform my life. Wow. Wow. So you're 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 going through all of this. You're you come out of a gang life, not lifestyle, but neighborhood or environment. You get the opportunity to go to a military. A judge gives you a break. You get the opportunity to go to the military and life starts to look up for you. Life starts to change. You get into personal development. But as we were talking earlier, you told me that somewhere around your mid thirties, you just woke up one morning and you looked in the mirror and you did not recognize or like the guy that you had become. I mean, it's it's it seems like you were on the right path here. What changed or what happened to allow you to now say, wait a minute, I'm not sure I I'm vibing with this this dude that's in the mirror. Yeah. So, Robert, like many of us, we, we start off struggling and it's a process mm -hmm. and fight to get to what we would call success. So I right. did. I, I was a former gangbanger, former drug dealer, all that type of stuff. I was struggling to get to success. Now I'm in the military. Um, I start to get glimpses of what success is like. I eventually right. get out of the military. I start a, I start a company. 
at the same time, I began to uh, pastor a church as well. And so I have my company going for, I'm pastoring a church and I have what by all, by all representation, what other people would say, you are successful. I had the nice car, the luxury cars. I had the nice house. I had the wardrobe. But on this particular morning at the age of 35, when I looked in the mirror, I knew what everyone else called me. I knew I was Dr. Will to some people. I knew I was Pastor Will to some people. I knew I was husband. I knew I was father. I knew I was friend, mentor, brother, cousin, uncle, son. I knew all these titles, but I didn't have a sense of fulfillment. And I didn't understand about the third level is significance. You want to go from struggling to success to significance. Success for me is everything that you do for yourself, right? All your achievements, your degrees, your wardrobe, your house, that's all for you. That's what you do for you. But significance is what you do for other people. It's how you impact other people's lives. And definitely as as a CEO, as a pastor, I was impacting other people's lives, but I felt that there was another level. But in looking in this mirror, for me to get to that next level, I really had to come to terms with who I was, who I was, not everybody thought I was going to be, not what, you know, they labeled me to be, but who was Will at the core, at the core, what really was going to wake me up every morning and really be fulfilled about what I was doing. Not that I had a responsibility to do it, but that I was fulfilled doing it. And so I decided, I made the choice that I was going to step down from pastoring, that I was going to uh, step down from my company. I was going to sell my company and I was going to go on something called, I didn't know it at this time. I didn't have all these nice little phrases for it. This is after all of this happened, but it eventually became what I call my clarity journey, my clarity journey. I was going to go on a journey where I was going to explore life to figure Mm -hmm. out who it was, who who is this guy? Before like. you before you take us in the steps, I want I want us to, I want everybody that's on watching us right now and listening to us right now. I want I want them to take all of this in and hear a bit about this clarity journey. And we're going to answer that question. But let's hear a word from a sponsor. You no, know, I I really think now is the time to rediscover your home. A lot of people think of design as, you know, pillow fluffing or adding some color, but really design is about the function of your home. Inviting someone into your home to be your designer is like very intimate. This is your intimate space that you live in. Whoever you choose needs to be the right fit for you. I feel like everyone has a superpower. Design is my superpower. All right. You want to make sure that your space is not only something that is built for you, but something that's designed for you so that you can bring the best out of you, bring the best out of your feelings, bring the best out of your experiences. Check out Chancery Designs so that they can help you design your space for maximum 
productivity and profitability and just feeling good activity. How about that? All right, cool. Let's jump back into this story with Dr. Will. So you woke up, looked in the mirror and didn't like what you saw. So you quit all your jobs. <laughs> you stepped out from being a pastor. You stepped down from your company and you decided that you were going to do like how uh, Bruce Banner did at the end of every Hulk episode tie that little hanky with your lunch and that stick and put it over your neck and go on a clarity journey. What did this clarity journey look like for you? So this is, this is what I, I hope. And I, I wish everyone gets to experience in the time of their life. Um, and when I journey, I literally went on a journey. I was living in Germany. I had lived in Germany for 15 years, mm-hmm. but this clear meant that we were going to my family and I, we were going to return back to the United States. We chose Phoenix, Arizona, a place that we had never been to before. Um, uh, we had no connections. One of the major reasons was because I, I didn't want to go back to normal. I didn't want to go back to the familiar. I didn't want to go back to California, uh, where I could probably sink back into just being uh, will again. So we went to a place that we had no connections and the journey had me go skiing. I went camping. I ate all different types of food because I wanted to know, Robert, did I really like chicken or did I like chicken? Because that's what my grandmother cooked for us every Sunday. Did I really like rap music or did I only like rap music because I grew up around the corner from Dr. Dre and Easy E and Snoop Dogg? Or were there some other forms of music that I um, loved or could be exposed to? I just didn't know at that time because, once again, everyone Mm. told me that this is what you should like. This is what you should do. Uh, A person that looks like you, this is what you enjoy. So I went uh, uh, camping, whitewater rafting. I went skiing. I um, ate all different types of, of food. And at the end of it, I came back with this phrase living from your core, living Mm -hmm. from your core. And core is an acronym that stands for clarity, opportunities, relationships, and experiences. So I wanted to get real clear on how I wanted to live the rest of my life. I didn't know if I had 20 years left, 30 years left, 50 years left, but I wanted to live life on my terms and I wanted to wake up every single morning and enjoy life. And so I begin to say, okay, Will, what do you really enjoy doing? I'm I'm a champion for people's success. I really yeah. love to see people succeed. And so I started taking all these assessment tests and it came back that, Will, you are an ambassador. It literally says you're an ambassador for others' success. So I love to support other people. I love to help other people succeed. So I started looking for the opportunity that would allow me to do that. Um, That came down to working with uh, coaches, working with authors, working with speakers, and really helping them create uh, businesses that supported their lifestyle. And then relationships. I looked at the most key relationships in my life, and I said, okay, these are my family, 
uh, I have a close circle of 20 friends that we do literally everything together. These are the people that I want to ride out in life with. And so I want to make sure that I'm available for them. I want to be there for those magic moments. I don't want to mm -hmm. see all of the moments just on Facebook. I want to actually be there. So I created um, a company, a consultant company that allows me uh, to live the life I love. And then the E is experience. Robert, I've had the opportunity to travel all around the world, 50 different countries. I've now lived in uh, five different countries. I recently just moved back to the United States from living in St. Martin, where I lived for two years. And um, I just want to experience the best of life. This is an amazing yeah. world. And the more you can experience it, the more you figure out how amazing it is. And so that's what I call living from your core. And that's what has me fulfilled. And that's what has me uh, knowing that I'm making a significant impact with my life. Yeah. So, Doc, what would what would you say to someone who says, well, you know what? You had the company, successful company, you had your ministry, you had the cars, you had all of these things. And then even though you gave them up, you, you still had some, maybe you had the financial space or the resources to go on your clarity journey. I don't have that. What, what do I do? How do I go on my clarity journey when I feel trapped by my current circumstances? How do I do that? Yeah, so let's look at it two ways because I want to be very clear on something. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, I sold my company and I thought that I was going to have some cushion money uh, when I got to Phoenix. And I thought everything, you know how you make your big PowerPoint and you, you have your legal pad and you plan everything and you pray and you do all that. Well, it didn't happen uh, as I thought it was going to happen. We moved back to Phoenix. At the time, my wife was pregnant with uh, our then son, who is now 11. She was pregnant with him. So I moved back um, into a space that we, we did not know. My wife is now pregnant, five months pregnant. We go to get insurance. The insurance company tells us, oh, your wife has a pre-existing condition. I get oh. nervous. I said, what are you talking about? Pre-existing condition? They said, yes, she's pregnant. I said, well, yeah, I know she's pregnant. That's why we need insurance. <laughs> well, that's pre-existing condition. We can't insure her. So literally the money that we had saved up, a big chunk of that had to go to um, uh, birthing my son, uh, paying for the medical bills and, and paying for the birth of my, my son. So a, a large chunk of that went to that. So that handles the money part. So don't think I was just over here balling. It was some real, <laughs> real lean nights. Okay. But yeah. to ask a question, um, that person who says, you know what, I, I can't just leave my job and I'm not, don't, don't say, Hey, I was listening to Dr. Will and I got confirmation. It was time to leave my job. That's not what this is about. But what yeah. you can do is start asking yourself the question, am yeah. I living the best version of my life? Am I living best life? And if you come back and the answer is no, then right where you are, what are some key changes you can make? And when I say key changes, I'm saying, what can you do differently this weekend that's ex more exciting than just Netflix and chill? Right. right. What's an hour away from your house? You know, I live here in Arizona and it amazes me how many people have never went to the Grand Canyon. It's one of the wonders, seven wonders of the world. 
and you'll ask people, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? No. Mm. Well, what did you do this? Well, I just binge watch. Well, I'm like, in that eight hours, you could have drove to the Grand Canyon, saw one of the wonders of the world, and had a new experience. So I always challenge people on that. It doesn't take, you know, it doesn't always take money to travel. It doesn't always take money to experience. You know, my family, we're big on frying our own chicken, putting it in a basket, and having a picnic somewhere, right? And so you don't always have to go to the fancy restaurants, but don't make the excuse. Don't let money be the excuse why you can't create your best life. Don't let, oh, I can't, you know, leave my job right now be the reason why you don't create your best life. Just reframe, yeah. right? A lot of people, I work with a lot of organizations and a lot of employees. And when I go in, a lot of people are wanting their jobs to make them happy. They say things like yeah. my job doesn't make me happy, but that's not the yeah. responsibility of your job. When you, when you get hired, they said, we'll give you this amount of money if you do this. If you show yeah. up eight hours a day, that they never said we were going to make you happy. We never said we were going to create this culture of excellence for you. Now, should they? Sure. Should you go to work and it be nice? But I want you to take responsibility for your happiness. I don't want you to delegate that to anybody. So there's mm-hmm. all different small things you can do to find a way to create your best life. I love what you've said. I think a lot of times when we talk about going on a clarity journey, a lot of people think that we're talking about going to the Shaolin temple or going to a monastery or going on this long, lonely journey by yourself. But what you're saying is, listen, create new experiences, disrupt your norm and utilize some of the things that are in your space so that you can have some new experiences. You can, as we like to say on this show, create new stories, right? You have the ability to do that. So doc, when you, when you go into an organization and we're, we're landing the plane here, when you go into an organization and you have a big group of people that are seeking that, that clarity themselves, what is an exercise or what is something that you do with them right there to help them see or to get the courage to take that new step? Yep. So one of the things I do when I go into an organization, I ask uh, uh, several people to tell me mm-hmm. where they're from, where they're from. So we're here in Phoenix, but you have some people, hey, I'm from Kentucky. You have somebody else that says, hey, I'm from Detroit. Someone else that says I'm from New York. And then I say, well, if I visited New York, if I made a visit to Detroit, what's one thing I should see when I get there? And then I encourage the employees because most people, they don't even know their neighbor, right? They don't even know who they're next to in the cubicle. And I share with them, you could literally go around your office and take a trip around the United States. You can wow. literally go around your office and take a trip. To, and I tell them, I encourage them to get a little journal, get a little book, And once a week, once a week, just go ask somebody, hey, Robert, where are you originally from? Oh, you're from the Caribbean. What part of the Caribbean? Oh, well, what's the favorite food there? And then I tell them to stretch themselves. Once you find out all these other things, go research them. Uh, You can do this with meals. And so one of the things that me and my family 
uh, used to do when our kids was little, we would have a different meal night, different culture yeah. night, right? Where we would uh, either go order a different type of food or we would cook a different type of food. And then each of them were responsible for telling us something about Mexico, telling us something about Canada, telling us something about Italy if we're eating pasta, right? And so these are just little things that you can do to help you broaden your horizon. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Doc, listen, we don't have enough time. We're, we didn't have enough time today to go, to go through this, but I love what you've shared, even simple things that we can do to broaden our horizons, gain clarity, move into different space, access different opportunities in, in, in your space, build different relationships and create different experiences. I absolutely love that. Where do people get in contact with you? How do they find you online? At real simple, all my social media handles are Dr. Will Speaks, D-R-W-I-L-L-S-P-E-A-K-S. Dr. Will Speaks, the website is the same, drwillspeaks.com. I would love to hear about your story, to hear about your journey, and to hear about your clarity journey as well. Dr. Will love Speaks. It. Excellent, excellent. Dr. Will, hang out in the green room for just a few minutes while we while we wrap this up. Listen. I don't know if you have a journey or if your journey is one that is static. I remember when I was a real estate agent, one of the things that they told us was in order to become an even better real estate agent, try to find different ways home. Don't take the same path home every single day. Drive through different streets in the neighborhoods that you drove in so that you could become more familiar with those streets and you can disrupt your normal path. And that way you'd be of better service to people. So how can you be of better service? How can you be a better you? Well, the first step, according to Dr. Will, may simply be disrupting your current pattern and doing something different so that you can create a different experience for yourself. You can feel a different emotion. You can be intentional about different things. Don't forget to do those things because they're going to contribute to your life in a way that you may not have been able to imagine before. Don't forget, y'all, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story. Yeah, your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, and I'll see you on the next episode of the What's My Story podcast.